Welcome to Henrico Happenings and welcome to 2021. I'm Kristen Smith. January is a very busy month here in Henrico County and really across the country as communities ramp up efforts to distribute the COVID-19 vaccine. Thousands of people in our area have already been vaccinated and thousands more will get their shots this month. Here to talk more about the COVID-19 vaccine is Dr. Danny Avula. He is the director of the Richmond and Henrico Health Districts. He has also been appointed by the governor to oversee the state's COVID-19 vaccine rollout. So it's fair to say, Dr. Avula, you're in demand these days. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us. Let's start with the big question, and that is why should people get the vaccine? Well, uh, this has been a brutal year for everybody, right? This COVID has just ravaged our communities. It has taken lives. It has shut everything down. It has broken our economy. Um, and I, I can't think of anybody who would want to stay in this much longer. You know, there's a, uh, what we know is that we are going to have to get to some degree of herd immunity, which means a certain percentage of our population uh, is going to need to get vaccinated before we collectively as a county, as a, as a global society can move on from COVID. And so uh, that, that's the plea that, that we need as many people vaccinated as possible uh, so that we can stop the transmission of this disease and that we can start getting back to some sense of normalcy. There are some people who are skeptical or a little intimidated because this vaccine was created in such a short period of time, and sure. we're not used to seeing that. Sure. How would you reassure them that, yes, it is safe? Yeah, well, I, I absolutely get it. You know, the timetable that this vaccine has been created on uh, has been faster than, than any vaccine we've been able to, to make. You know, uh, prior to this, the measles vaccine took approximately four years uh, to craft. But I will say that this is a different time than we've ever lived in. We've never had a period of time where we've had this much global collaboration, this much focus of resources, the billions and billions of dollars that have that have been funneled globally into coming up with a solution. You know, I, I, we've never lived through anything like that. And, and on top of that, uh, vaccine technology is in a place that it's never been. Some of the, the modes and methods that have been used to create these vaccines, uh, this use of mRNA, you know, inserting a, a little piece of uh, genetic material that creates the spike of the coronavirus protein that, that helps your immune system build a defense. I mean, it's remarkable that the way that technology has advanced, the way that information has been shared, and the way that so much time, energy, and money has gone in. And so the timetable, I think in that context, uh, you, you start to understand, oh, that's how we got to a vaccine in nine or 10 months. And, and, and you know, I think the, the other sort of the, the the next step for people is, okay, well, if it was made so fast, is it safe? Uh, and, and so I think people really do need to realize that this was tested uh, for a period of, of many months in thousands of people. The Pfizer trial had 36,000 individuals in it. The Moderna trials had 44,000 participants. Um, and over, uh, over a period of months, they were really able to see, one, that both of these vaccines were extremely safe, that they didn't have serious side effects. Uh, of course, people will generate some kind of mild fever or achiness, and that's common with vaccination. But, uh, but so far, we have not seen any serious side effects from the vaccine, but they're also extremely effective. Both the Moderna and Pfizer vaccine look to be about 95% effective after two doses. And That's so fantastic. it is, I mean, to, to see that happen so quickly and to see that kind of effectiveness and that kind of safety profile, I think the entire world was just uh, in just exuberant. 
You mentioned some side effects after getting the, the vaccination. Sure. Um, I've heard people ask, can it give me COVID? Yeah. When it's meant to do the opposite. Right, right. So, you know, about 10% of people who receive the vaccine will develop some mild side effects. And and what that is, you know, when, when you get vaccinated, what's happening is you are uh, generating a response from your own immune system. So you're inserting something in your body, your immune system is seeing that and, and revving up and building your defense. And when that happens, you start to have some symptoms. You start to feel that ache or a little bit of a fever. But those are signs of your immune system doing exactly what we need it to do so that it can be ready to protect you if you actually are uh, infected or, or presented with COVID, exposed to COVID down the road. So I think the other important thing to realize about the COVID vaccine is that it is not a live virus vaccine. It is not a real uh, piece of COVID that they're putting into you. And so you can't actually get a COVID infection from that. It is the genetic material of a small part of the COVID particle. And that's what helps you, your immune system builds its memory and, and its ability to protect you. So you're not giving COVID, you're just uh, revving up your immune system to respond to it. Okay. so. The big question after why get vaccinated is how do I get vaccinated? Yeah. I know we are in phase 1B now, so we're in the second phase from the beginning. Um, how are people going to get this vaccine? You know, we, we recognized from the beginning that production was going to be a challenge, you know, despite the fact that they were able to uh, create a vaccine on, on a pretty remarkable timetable, uh, they couldn't overnight uh, develop 8 billion doses for the world, right? And so uh, I think that the both Moderna and Pfizer have been, uh, you know, have, have been uh, producing remarkable amounts of vaccine. You know, they uh, anticipated, I, I guess, over the last couple of months, about 20 million doses uh, for the Pfizer vaccine, a little more than that for the Moderna vaccine. Um, and, but, you know, that, that's not all gonna come at one time and it's not gonna solve the demand at one time. And so we recognize that knowing that, that this was gonna slowly trickle out over time, we would need to think about, okay, who needs the vaccine the most? Who's gonna be the most vulnerable? And, and what we've seen over the last year with COVID is that it's individuals who live in congregate settings and particularly uh, those residents who live in, in nursing homes, assisted living facilities. I mean, that's where we've seen uh, the, the impact of COVID. It's where we've lost the most lives. And so uh, it was obvious when, when the CDC and when the state health department were uh, de determining what that prioritization should look like, uh, that long-term care facilities need to be at the top of that list. And not only the residents, although they're the most vulnerable, but also the staff, because they're the ones who often are bringing COVID into those facilities. And so uh, residents and staff of long-term care facilities, and then at the same time, it's our frontline healthcare workers who are caring for sick patients in the hospital, who are treating hospitalized patients with COVID, uh, and not just the nurses and doctors, but also the folks who are delivering meals or cleaning up the rooms afterwards. They're, they're at higher risk as well. And so, uh, the, the, the other part of that first category was healthcare workers and, uh, and anybody who works in kind of frontline uh, healthcare response. Uh, now, we are, we've progressed now to 1B. And what does 1B mean? Uh, it means that we've moved beyond uh, that, that 1A category to other essential workers like police and fire and hazmat 
teachers, we need our teachers to get back in the classroom so that, be, that kids can get back to school. Um, people who work in food service, either in restaurants or grocery stores or actually in the production of food, the things that we need for our society to move forward. And so uh, in addition to, to many of those categories of essential workers, Individuals who are 75 or over are also included. They are at higher risk. We know that COVID has uh, the highest rates of hospitalization and unfortunately the highest rates of death in the 75 and over population. Um, and so we are really prioritizing those folks now in, in 1B. So how do you actually get vaccinated? Now, uh, because vaccine is in short supply, it's coming in through the state health department and being allocated out to uh, the local health departments and local health systems. Now, the health departments are working with partners to do really targeted uh, vaccination events for people who fall into that 1B category. So they're going to work directly with the police to make sure that they all get vaccinated. They're going to work directly with teachers to make sure that school teachers and other school staff to make sure they get vaccinated. Um, and as vaccine supply starts to increase, uh, we will hold larger and larger events for that 1B category. In fact, uh, really soon here, we have, uh, we have uh, four large-scale events uh, for uh, the city and county and and then four large-scale events for the region, uh, really, in the next week or so. So uh, there's some exciting opportunities to get vaccinated coming up. Uh, you go to the website for information to henrico.us backslash health um, or to the state website for uh, the vdh.virginia.gov. There's a button on that website that says, am I eligible? You can go in through that button, uh, enter your information. It'll tell you, are you 1A, 1B, 1C, um, and then that your personal information will be sent to the health department to help get you scheduled in a clinic. So there's a couple of different pathways. If you fall into one of those categories, it'll 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 happen through your employer. If you don't, um, then go through the website. Okay. So if someone doesn't isn't contacted by their employer or doesn't get any information from their employer, they can go to to either website to click the button and, yeah, and that's put right. their information out there. That's right. Where are we looking beyond one B? I know time frame wise, as you said, there's not enough vaccine to just do it all at once. Yeah. Um, but 1C, when do we have even anticipated timeline? Yeah, it, it really depends on vaccine availability. Now, there was an announcement recently from the federal government that there may be more doses that are coming into circulation. Uh, the government at some point had made the decision to uh, hold in reserve the second doses to make sure that folks who got first doses would have the, the vaccine to make that second dose. Now, I think that with now a couple of months of production under their belt, uh, the federal government has been uh, has been satisfied with the, with the degree to which these companies are making vaccine, um, and so they have said we're going to release those second dose reserves, which will allow more people to get vaccinated uh, in in this acute time frame. Uh, and then, as more vaccine gets produced, they'll they'll uh, be provided for second doses in the future. People who get vaccinated. Should they feel like they're completely immune and they don't need a mask and they don't need to social distance? Well, as, as effective as, the, as two doses of the vaccine are, um, you know, 95% effective, uh, we, there's a few things we don't know. We know that it will keep you from uh, becoming sick and, and, and having severe consequences of COVID. What we don't know yet is if uh, you can still get and be a carrier of COVID and then potentially transmit 
uh, that to somebody else. So there's a little bit more study and research that needs to be done, but at this time, we are asking people, even when vaccinated, to continue wearing masks uh, just in case that th there's that small chance that they could potentially transmit to somebody else. I think we'll have more information in a few months. And of course, you're encouraging everyone to continue to social distance Absolutely. and wear the masks. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, un until we have a, a full clarity and until we've seen enough people vaccinated to stop that transmission in communities, uh, we need to continue to, to do the hard things we've been doing all year, to wear masks, to keep your distance, to wash your hands and to monitor yourself for symptoms. Because if you've got any of those symptoms of COVID, even mild ones, uh, you could you could potentially transmit to somebody else. Do these vaccinations cost residents? No. So the federal government has uh, has underwritten the entire cost of COVID vaccination. Um, now, there will be situations where the actual provider, if maybe it's a pharmacy, maybe it's your private doctor, can charge an administrative fee. So you should check on that to make sure that if you are insured that that will be covered. Um, and if you don't have insurance, that there will be other options from free clinics and federally qualified health centers. And then all of the vaccination efforts that the health department is leading, uh, there will be no fee associated at all. What else would you like to share? Well, I think that as hard as this time has been, uh, this is one of the first times that we've really had concrete hope, right? We see people in our community getting vaccinated. Uh, we've even seen our healthcare workers now a few weeks in have their second dose. Uh, and so we, we're starting to, be, to begin to see a, a path out. And, but that path out is really contingent on 70 to 80% of our population getting vaccinated. And so I, I know that there are people who are hesitant. There are people who have questions about the safety and the efficacy of the vaccine. I, I ask that you would do your homework, that you would go to credible sources like the CDC, that you would look at the data and that you would ultimately make the right decision for yourself and for your family, recognizing that we are going to need uh, the majority of our population to get vaccinated to be able to move forward. Thank you, Dr. Abula, for your time and your leadership. It's greatly appreciated. To keep up to date with the status of COVID-19 vaccinations in our community, follow Henrico County Government on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Nextdoor. You can also call the COVID-19 hotline if you have questions. That number is 804-205-3501. That will do it for this month's Henrico Happenings. Please keep wearing your mask and social distancing. Stay safe out there.